Man, did you see Martin Lawrence get tackled at that comedy show? Oh, man. Yeah. That was Dave Chappelle. Oh, man. Come on. Dave Chappelle? <laughs> was it? <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I thought it was. No. A, but then this other guy. Yeah, Shanene. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember Shanene. Uh huh. <laughs> you know who Shanene is? Yeah, yeah, he used to play Shanene. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. So that was not Martin Lawrence. No, I was blackface back in the day. I'm going to admit it now before I try to get in this political career. <laughs> <laughs> you did blackface? Yeah. What was it? <laughs> I didn't. <understand laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but you are you are aspiring to be in a political position. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. He's because we be just a- had primaries. By the way, Donald Trump's uh, Donald Trump's endorsements were twenty two and zero. Uh, was it last Tuesday evening? And so we obviously we had primary votes here. I wrote you in for like all kinds of judge positions. Did you also see I put in uh, Captain Reverse? <laughs> one of the, I don't believe it. Maybe it was the county school board. I don't know if it was the president or one of the members got uh, primaried out. The one that voted all the time for keeping the kids in masks and stuff. I've got an emergency here. I was messing with this. And it's now stuck it's, on your finger. It, uh-huh. no, I got it off and it almost cut me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You better put that yeah, away. Yeah, let's put that somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Dave Chappelle got, you said, what, he got tackled? I saw a little bit yeah. about this, they, and I heard that the guy, they beat the guy up. Yeah, and then uh, some other actor, who was it? Uh, Jamie Jumped Fox. up on stage. Yeah, Jamie Foxx jumped up on stage to help him. Kevin Hart? <laughs> Kevin Hart jumped up on the stage. <laughs> it was George Costanza. Seinfeld. No, it was, uh, there was another, uh, uh, what's the other one that hangs out with Dave, uh, Chris Rock, Chris Rock, the one that got slapped by Will Smith was yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. was, he was making fun of the situation. Yeah, because he dropped a line, didn't he? He said, was that Will Smith? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, at least he can laugh about yeah, it. They messed up the dude's elbow, they like dislocated it backwards, the dude that tried to. Does anybody know why the guy attacked him? Was uh, it a tranny? I don't know. Well, I'm sure it was because that's what Martin Lawrence said. Did he really? Oh, wait, Martin Lawrence wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. We are on the conservative treehouse for all you Ukraine fans. Beyond Slush Fund, Biden 33 billion Ukraine package includes 8.8 billion to establish State Department Global Disinformation Bureau and International Civil Asset Forfeiture. The details of the Joe Biden $33 billion supplemental budget allocation have been released. I would strongly urge everyone to read the proposal, which now heads to Congress for passage. There's a link to a PDF. The spending request outlines a massive amount of money for various ideological foreign policy initiatives under the guise of Ukraine relief. The proposal outlines a kickback and bribery scheme. Some of the spending includes an allocation of funds to the State Department, including funds to USAID to provide $8.8 billion to the... Quote, provide $8.8 billion to the Department of State for economic support and assistance to the people of Ukraine and other affected countries, including direct budgetary support, as well as support for food security, democracy, whatever that means, anti-corruption, oh, that's rich, <laughs> cybersecurity, counter-disinformation, human rights, atrocity, just documentation, energy, and emergency infrastructure needs. The request specifically authorizes the transfer of these funds globally outside of Ukraine. Apparently, the State Department is going to set up an international version of DHS, quote, Distributional Governance Board, but wait, it gets worse. 
U.S. taxpayers are also going to subsidize farming in Europe and fund the climate change initiatives by paying for the development of alternate energy sources. Quote, this would include 500 million support for small and medium-sized agro-businesses during the fall harvest and for natural gas purchases by the Ukrainian state energy company. Wow, because there has not been enough corruption with the Biden family and Ukrainian energy companies. We need more. And this tells you why Nancy Pelosi was over there. This And like... So without even knowing any of this, last week when the pictures appear, appeared of her with uh, the Universal Soldier, and for those who don't know the who the Universal Soldier is, that is President Zelensky. Is he the, a legitimate president, or is he like another Biden-style president? There is uh, ample evidence to, to suggest that he was installed. Okay. In my opinion. Um, so... And not to mention, he's he's pretty much shut down all political opposition and had some political opposition imprisoned. So, uh, mechanisms to legalize defense contractor kickbacks. Quote, this request would authorize Ukraine to utilize foreign military financing program funds appropriated in this act and prior acts to the Department of State to contract contract directly with U.S. companies to procure defense-related materials, which would facilitate the delivery of military assistance and security sector support. Hmm. I wonder who's getting get kickbacks from the, the companies that are going to be benefited by that fund allocation. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> because people have told, well, we're not going to get into, we're not going to get into that part. I'm just going to keep reading. This isn't personal. This is just factual. Mechanisms mechanisms to spread the money all over the government institutions without prior approval. Quote, this request would provide the authority to reprogram funds appropriated in this act and prior acts, making appropriations for the Department of State, foreign operations, and related programs for assistance to Ukraine without regard to any minimum amounts specifically designated in such acts. This authority would provide the needed flexibility to match resources with evolving needs and decrease reliance on new appropriations. So, if I'm not mistaken, and granted, I'm no lawyer, I'm not Hunter, but it just looks to me like, hey, after this, after we receive this, we'll do whatever we want with it, is what that says. Or did I read it wrong? That's what it sounds like. The last segment is a massive change in the U.S. government power to seize Russian private property and assets, sell them to whoever Biden chooses, and then give the proceeds of the sales to U.S. politicians, friends, family members, and perhaps Ukrainian president, universal soldier. Kleptocracy, and see, I can say that pretty fluently and smoothly. Wow. <laughs> Asset recovery package, six legislative proposals, descriptions, and section-by-section analysis by proposal. The following, pa- the following is a package of six legislative proposals that would improve the United States' ability to hold Russia accountable financially for its ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Establishing streamlined administrative authority to seize and forfeit kleptocrat assets, enabling transfer to Ukraine that proceeds from forfeited property and kleptocracy, asset recovery actions to remediate harms from Russian aggression, clamping down on facilitation of sanctions evasion, leveraging foreign partners' ability to freeze and seize oligarch wealth, modernizing racketeering to include sanctions evasions, Expanding the time limit to follow the oligarch money. These proposals would strengthen our whole-of-government approach along with those of our international partners in investigating, prosecuting, and forfeiting assets of Russian oligarchs to be used for the benefit of Ukraine. It, uh, and it gets worse from there. Um, 
I don't want to make this a super long show to keep delving into this. We'll have a link. That's a concern of the treehouse. The the point being, um, this is exactly what everybody's gut instinct is, except for a select few. Um, some people are still on that 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 bandwagon. This this is a you have civil conflict over there. The, the way I see it, this is that we have no business being involved in. This has been going on for a long time. We, we're sticking our nose, in my opinion. And, and so they're, they're not part of NATO, but yet we have this sacred obligation to defend them, according to the press secretary, right? What, why? Yeah. And so, and because, again, it's what everybody's gut instinct was, the same reason Nancy Pelosi was over there, making sure the conduit of which their dirty money flows remains intact. That's all this is to me. Like, I don't, I can't, can anybody form an argument to the contrary? Because everything that I've heard is an emotional-based argument on civilians being harmed. Civilians are being harmed across the globe. I mean, again, why, why can we selectively choose who and where we're, why isn't the U.S. government going in to help the Uyghur Muslims? You know what I mean? What what about uh, yeah? Which are now being tracked down all across the globe. What what's the the terrorist organization that was the Haram, Boko Haram that kidnaps the kids oh, all yeah. the time? Like yeah. let's I mean stuff atrocities occur constantly, dude. Why why would this specific region steeped in historical corruption? Why here? Because of whatever what, the exact place your brain would immediately go because of corruption. It's just, and that, that was the richest thing about it because they're going to develop these anti-corruption methodologies. That's what's going to happen. That's where, I mean, do you feel good about that? I feel, no. I feel like, and basically to say that, that this is an appropriate, well, appropriate on any level would also mean that you agree that Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and these are all these are all of them. This is all bona fide people that are signed on to this and convinced you of this. You know, we we need MIGs. Send the MIGs, Mitt Romney. Not to mention Hillary Clinton. The pretty much the plurality of the Democrats, all of them, can handle this in a comprehensive, thorough, decisive, honest, and in a manner of integrity. Have they ever done that with anything? No. So to think that they can handle this and that this is on the up and up means that you trust all those people that are completely and totally and demonstrably untrustworthy. That's what they've done. They've showed you they can't be trusted, but ah, we're going to trust them because, I mean, they're going to save those people. Sure they are, just like they saved those people in Afghanistan, which we'll have something on that in a little bit. But anyways, you can check out that link on our website. Did you have something about, uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. What is this? This is um, a video where they're talking about um, food shortages. And this has to do with the request of $33 billion for Ukraine aid, yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah. And this is, who is this woman? Oh, she's an official from the Biden administration. Okay. What does she have to say? Fertilizer shortages are real now because Russia is a big exporter of fertilizer. And even though fertilizer is not sanctioned, uh, less fertilizer is coming out of Russia. As a result, we're working with countries to think about natural solutions like manure and compost. And this may hasten transitions that would have been in the interest of farmers to make eventually anyway. So never let a crisis go to waste, but we really do need this financial support uh, from the Congress to be able to meet emergency food needs so we don't see the cascading uh, deadly effects of Russia's war extend into Africa and beyond. 
I, I saw uh, somewhere on social media the stop Russian aggression that was, you know, stop Asian hate, Black Lives Matter, and which I, I'm thinking a lot of things right now. One of thinking, like, where are you going to get that magnitude of manure outside of maybe what's flowing out of your mouth? <laughs> but the stop Russian, like, it's, it's very apparent and obvious to anybody with a brain that this is an orchestrated endeavor to make you feel a certain way. You know, stop the Russian aggression, Black Lives Matter. And when you start to look at, and dude, it's so cliche to talk about George Soros, but this is the reality. He has financed color wars across the globe for several decades. And the Arab Spring, 2014 over there, you you can see, and I I could pull it up, but we don't have, and I I almost considered it, but I don't want to make the show all about Ukraine. We have so many other topics this, this evening, so... But you, you can watch bona fide video of him speaking in English, talking about setting up his foundation there in Ukraine and some of the stuff that he's done. And so why is it everywhere he goes? George Soros. Correct. Okay. That, that these confl- these civil conflicts take place because they orchestrate civil conflict just like what they attempted to do here in 2020. And look, With the Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. And remember what the lady from um, Undercover Mother said about the, the summer of George. Yeah. And that... And then, so not only did they try to create basically civil war, a lot of people were, at that time, if you recall, a lot of people were tossing that word around loosely. Yes. And that's a reckless thing, but they did that on purpose. And that's what they had since 2014. They've created that division and strife in this region. And look how they're benefiting from it. Because number one, they're war profiteering. We saw that in that last article. That's what you're doing. When you're allocating these funds to provide military support by military U.S. companies, you're war profiteering, bar none. And so just like in Afghanistan, they were willing to sacrifice our soldiers over there for their own financial benefit. And they've been, this is nothing new, but dude, you open your eyes, man. Like, and not only that, again, when you look at the lemming level, the people that had those things I just described in their social media all have the Ukrainian flag, X, Y, and Z. It's so, so played out, but I'm seeing cars with magnets on them now with the Ukrainian flags, man, they're dedicated. I mean, they care. Have you seen any? I haven't saw any. I saw some people at work wearing, like, shirts that says support Ukraine, and I stand with Ukraine and all this crap. But what is that? I mean, I'm confused, like, what that means. You stand with Ukraine. What are you doing to stand with them wearing that shirt? Is that what's, I mean? I guess that's it. I'm just trying to figure out in my mind what that accomplishes. (laughs) (laughs) You stand with Ukraine. Okay, cool. Like, what does that mean? Like, can, I mean, I'm not obviously asking you. It's rhetorical, but um, it's it's mind-boggling, man. The uh, but that's the same. A minute ago, at that that basic lemming level, yeah, the, those it's just an emotional appeal, just like all the other things. And you're how far are those people willing to push this? How far do we go? Because I can tell you, this isn't going to a good place. This is a reckless endeavor by people that obviously don't have. This government can't even keep the supply chain sustained. That's, that's obvious. And you think certain people think they can handle this? You, you think that this is a good idea for people that are this incompetent to get involved in a conflict of this magnitude with a power like them with the capabilities that they have? I think that's a terrible idea. But the point that Reverso was making with that video about the food shortages, like no, let no crisis go to waste, okay, like... Dude, 
again, this reeks of orchestration, does it not? Yes. When, when you're making <laughs> claims like that. like, And then, again, the conspiratorial nature. There was more food production facilities that, that caught fire this week. Really? Every week. Really? Yes. Let's, where, where, let's hear about that. One was in California. And I can't remember what it was. Like, I, I didn't have them outlined, so I'm, I'm kind of caught with my pants down here as far as the specifics. JC, if he had been here, I invited him, by the way. He could have outlined it more because he's a little bit more in tune and infatuated with that specific aspect of all this. And, uh, but yeah, like, it's, it's very peculiar, dude. So, I found a quick story about that. Food plant fires, fuel conspiracy theory. It was a, a fire at a Purdue farm soybean facility. Can you pause for just a second? Because let me tell you what this article's about to do. It's about to say there's nothing abnormal here. This happens all the time. Plane crashes into these simultaneously in the same week. They routinely are cyber hacked and they routinely catch fire. Nothing to see here. Scumbag bastards. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. How did I know? Scrolling down, it was an accidental fire, mm-hmm. said Captain Stephen Bradley a spokesman for the Chesapeake Fire Department, attributing it to an equipment malfunction, nothing suspicious. Oh, of course not. And because you'll see the same thing, because like we keep talking about 2000mules.com, that dropped this week. I haven't seen it yet. We both, me and him both have the DVD on pre-order. And then Saturday, it goes live digital. It was sold out both times here locally at multiple theaters, by the way, within a 30-mile radius, which is a good thing. Isn't that awesome? Absolutely it is. is. But the, the thing is, I was reading the AP, the liberal scumbag AP's take on that, and of course, oh yeah, it, it was just these, it was so abstract, like the excuses they were making for the behavior that you saw. And it was akin to when they tried to say the things that took place at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta with the people pulling the ballots out from under the tables. Oh, this, this is a normal thing. Oh, it's yeah. a normal thing to sh- simultaneously shut down five states, unprecedented to shut down five states, stop counting in the middle of the night. And of course, we saw the increase in the morning. I know I'm rehashing this. I'm beating a dead horse, but this is that's unprecedented. It's never happened in the history of our country. And so, the broken water main, the Republican poll watchers leave, and the media leaves. They're gone. You can see all this on the CCTV footage. All of a sudden, they're gone. You lock the door. You pull the ballots out. You start counting. Not only do you count, start counting them, you count them multiple times, and you pulled them from a hidden area. That's a fact. Oh, no, there's nothing to see here. When they covered it at the TCF Center in Detroit, they covered the windows with pizza boxes. Nothing to see here. This is totally normal. Sure, that doesn't reek of suspicion at all because one uh, big dumb yank at my job, like he was looking, I think I told you this, he was looking for an argument yesterday. Yeah. And like he was, it, it, dude, you can agree with this dude and he'll freaking argue with you. And so I asked my boss, I said, dude, have you ever seen me ever walk away from an argument? Nope. I said, you have today. I'm done, dude. I'm tapping out. Like, <laughs> dude, this is dumb. Like, there, you can't win. Like, dude, I'm agreeing with you, and you're still arguing with me, except when it came to the election fraud. Like, oh, well, the could be this, it could be this. Dude, sit in the corner. You're just like the AP. You should go work for them, in fact. But they were just making these ridiculous excuses for blatantly obvious corrupt and dishonest behavior. And that's... No, that's how I know what that's going to say because that's what yeah. they do. So when you're talking about misinformation and disinformation and malinformation boards and regulatory things like this, dude, that's all it is. That is the misinformation. And again, I'm not saying that it's an... Look, is it conspiratorial in nature to say that that is occurring? Yes. Does that... Does it seem suspicious? And I'm talking about the food thing, not the election thing. The election, the election, was, ab, the election was stolen, yeah. period. So... The food thing, maybe it is a coincidence. It just seems really odd. The The fake president comes out and says, oh, there's going to be food shortages. Then you hear things like this, and then you see things like that. It's, dude. And then 
knowing you have a severely dishonest media, people are going to draw whatever conclusions they want. Are they paranoid? Perhaps. Is the government trustworthy? No. Absolutely not. No. So, yeah. speaking of that, the queen of disinformation, she's departing from the White House. She'll still be around. We already said that she's going to MSNBC. Uh, <laughs> Karine Jean-Pierre. Is that how you say that? Jean-Pierre? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that a fighter? Jean-Pierre? No, that was George St. Pierre. Oh. And he was awesome. Um will become the new White House press secretary when Jen Psaki departs her role next week. President Joe Biden announced in a statement Thursday becoming the first black and out LGBTQ person to hold the position. Jean-Pierre currently serves the White House's principal something. It cut off and you're scrolling, but that's fine. She's just like basically the assistant press secretary currently. But, dude, and, and I said this before, and I'm not saying that she's a good person. I mean, she works for a dirtbag administration. I'm sure she's an ideologue as well. But... Her demeanor, mannerism, speech pattern, approach, everything, to me, is a lot more palatable than Jen Psaki. That is a spiteful, hate-filled, to say an ideologue, but she absolutely is. But she's, uh, she's a communist. She's a bona fide, absolute, unequivocal communist in my eyes. And she probably is, too. But she has a better personality. Jen Psaki's personality is dog crap. Can anybody disagree? No. I, I can't stand no. her, dude. And she's ugly. She is. Listen, if anybody disagrees with what I'm saying, you can always email us at info at common man's common sense, or you could call 561-363-6060 and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Or you can hit us up on True Social and tell me I'm wrong. Or you could even hit us up the same place, Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast, on Instagram. Reverso is going to start a Twitter for us somehow because he got kicked off and banned permanently. Get a new phone. Really? Did you get a new phone? No, I didn't. You can't be saying crazy stuff on Twitter though under our name. Like I won't. Yeah. Like the sexual come ons to Bette Midler, they have to stop. <laughs> they yeah. gotta stop, dude. <laughs> stop asking Bette Midler for nudes. Was she ever hot, by the way? Does she look good like in the eighties? Uh, I don't know. Find out. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Uh, yeah, oh, so goodness. listen, since Jin Saki's leaving, does that, does that mean we should maybe change our intro to modernize it? Probably not. Again, email, I don't know. We'll email see us. what she drops. There's no way she can say any, like, there's no way she can compete. And that, that's funny because I made a comment today on uh, social media. Which platform was that? That was Discus. Okay. Discuss, however y'all want to pronounce it. D-I-S-Q-U-S. It was on, which, and I was just saying something that I've thought for a long time is that you know that this woman is a total dirtbag because she's a, like, and apparently she's she's tapping out, obviously, but like, to her credit, it's a statement to how evil and freaking black-hearted and much of a witch that she is, is she's able to maintain that disgusting persona and like, easily to lie and, and spread disinformation to the extent that she can. We'll have some on her here in a minute, probably, if, if, we, if we have time. Um, actually, we, we don't have to play it. I'll just say what it was. But uh, Peter Ducey was asking, if, you know, so apparently they dropped, they doxed the Supreme, Supreme, the conservative Supreme Court justices' home addresses. And so he asked her, is this something the administration uh, agrees with to promote your agenda? And she never would say no. She made excuses for it. She, you're a disgusting sack of crap. And so, they, they, and when, when, you, when I call her a communist, the, the that is she is the fulfillment of, of of that moniker, dude. You're a communist. You support this thuggish, terrible behavior 
of, and you have no respect for the rule of law and the system of governance that we have under its original inception. You you hate it. If they, and that's the thing, dude, with them. And, and we'll get into it again with, with the inevitable abortion stuff that, that, that we'll cover, but this is what democracy looks like. You always chant that. The foot soldiers always say that. This is not, this is nothing to do with democracy. This is thug communist tactics. These are bully tactics. You're bad, bad people. And I, I'm just surprised that somebody's able to maintain that level of of crap in, in lot well, the more succinct way to say this is I'm surprised that she is able to lie with the ease of which she does for such a sustained period of time and that signifies how rotten she actually is that's what I wanted to say so this is blue collar blacklisted podcast again you can find us on true social Instagram and maybe Twitter soon and you can email us at info at common man's common sense you're listening to Stanley Hudson Captain Reverso and our executive producer Buford. Regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life-or-death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. You guys probably don't remember when uh, Barack Obama was in office, and I think it was one of his first uh, orders of business. He, he told NASA to uh, make Muslims feel appreciated for their contributions to science. Google it. You'll see it. And so he, he was really hip on Islam, Barack Obama was. Yeah. And so I've, I've kind of, you haven't seen much of that, you know, lately. But uh, the um, decrepit, out-of-touch, senile, fake president had a few few words on that. So let's to tell us how bad we are. For what we've done to Muslims, apparently, I guess. I don't know. So many Muslims being targeted with violence. No one. Can you pause that? No one should. Do, do, do you know any <laughs> Muslims that have been targeted with violence? Against uh, each other? Or. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Yeah. 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 Like, again, it's always this fake not, like pretext that, oh, they're, they're being. Tar- so many Muslims are being targeted with violence. Do you have any specifics? Like. You have somebody there that was targeted with said violence. Like, you know how, um, like, Trump would have, like, an angel mother up there. For those that don't know what an angel mother is, that's someone that's a victim of violent crime at the hands of an illegal alien. Do you, do you, have, any, do you have any people like that that, that are Muslims that have been on the, the recipient of these, this violence? I mean, there's a mosque literally two minutes down the road from my house, and I've never heard of any violence or anything going do, on. Aside from one of them beating their wives or being out of line. Yeah. Well, hey, look, dude, don't they, that's a precept of Islam. That's not my fault. Yeah, and they were in the news about burying people on their grounds too, right? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, I, I, we could go down. Uh, you know me, I'd be on that for 20 minutes, dude, so. Yeah. But I just want to know some specifics on the violence that he's referring to. I, that, I think that would it's kind of necessary because to arbitrarily state this, and that's, that is disinformation, but I digress. Let's continue did just discriminate against or oppress or be oppressed for the religious beliefs. Nobody. Nobody. 
So today, we also remember all those who are not able to celebrate this holy day, including Muslims and, and excuse me, and including Uyghurs and Rohingyas. And now all, all those are facing famine, violence, conflict, and disease. Can you pause it again? And, and the Uyghurs are facing the violence because they're being forced to create the solar panels that you yeah. dictated that the taxpayer pay for for your bull green fake environmental deal. Uh, I could go off on a tangent on solar here real quick. Sure. So I, I uh, contacted a, our local uh, electric company, and uh, they help with solar. So uh, they came out and did an estimate on my uh, house to switch it over to 100% solar. How much you think? Just a ballpark. Oh goodness! To, so, to 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 be comparable to what you, what, what I mean, I wouldn't know what your consumption rate is, but I'm assuming it's average. I would say a system to with handle that that includes a battery bank, yeah. solar sure. charger. This, this was for 1,800 kilowatt hours a month, maxed. You're between 40 and 60. 82,000. No, I'll just let you know. 110. Goodness gracious. 110,000. Which dude, there there's like ways around all that if you do stuff piecemeal and do it yourself like that i, I you know but so mm, it would be good because you wouldn't have to mow your grass anymore yeah because it would be covered in solar i hate mowing grass and the roof's protected from uh hail storms because they can withstand up to i think he said baseball size hail before the the panels start breaking oh no i just wondered how many Uyghurs died to make that solar panel uh-huh. <laughs> they can withstand a baseball <laughs> Size piece of hail. He's got more to say, by the way. And we honor, we honor the signs of hope and progress toward the world we want to see, including the ceasefire which allowed people in Yemen to honor Ramadan and celebrate Eid and peace for the first time in six years. <laughs> At the same time, we have to acknowledge that an awful lot of work remains to be done abroad and here at home. Muslims make our nation stronger every single day, even Paul's as they still again. face real Can I mean, I would like him to expound upon that, too. How specifically yeah. does, their, does their religious belief make us stronger? What, and, and so when you're talking about a ceasefire in Yemen or wherever, you know that sectarian violence between Sunnis and Shiites or whatever the case may be. It's, it's been like that. Right. Since the beginning of the, the beginning. So, so yeah. I think that I mean, that's the thing. You guys are always so short on specifics Since when Canyon you push this, this bull crap, which, again, categorically speaking, is disinformation. What, can, can we? Why are you so short on details? Nobody's ever expounded on the exact ways that they make our culture richer. How? Diversity is our strength. How? And like I said before, diversity is our strength, but it's not diversity of thought. That is why we got to have misinformation boards. Again, I digress. Continue, please. I'll stop challenges and threats in our society, including targeted violence and Islamic phobia that exists. (laughs) I mean, it's just astounding. Can we hear Islamic phobia one more time? That was good. Every single day, even as they still face real challenges and threats in our society, including targeted violence and Islamic phobia that exists. I mean, it's just astounding. And I won't go into it. It's astounding. It's so bad. It's astounding. Making our nation more, not go cool, into it. more inclusive for Muslim Americans is an essential part of the enduring work to form a more perfect union. And more, that's what we seek. You know, we're the only nation in all the history of the world that's been organized not based on religion, race, ethnicity, geography, but an idea. It was, no, we were founded idea. by Christians, period. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men and women are created equal, 
endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, etc. We've never met that goal, but we've never walked away from it, except one. He is such a. And so. Oh my God, I'm dumber for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he he botched the the preamble to the Declaration of the Independence already, and so he had to make up for it. So that's why he was so animated. They gave him his Adderall, and then they put it on the teleprompter, and he he made it through it. And like you said, we're all dumber for it. But there you have it. And next. We will expound up on his thoughts about the violence against the against the Muslims. With this is about a two minute video or more two three minute video, and this is from Project Veritas. And I personally think it's alarming stuff, and I, it couldn't come at a, at a better time for our country in the disarray that we're already in. So, uh, I'll, James O'Keefe is awesome. We've talked about this so much. It's a good place to donate money to Project Veritas. I think everybody here does. Uh, these guys are doing amazing, awesome things. So I'll let the video speak for itself. A source inside the federal government has come forward to reveal suspected terrorists are roaming freely inside the United States following the Biden administration's exit strategy in Afghanistan and the government's initiative to shelter fleeing refugees known as Operation Allies Welcome. I am so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. We have evacuated nearly 28,000 people on both U.S. and coalition aircraft. We are conducting thorough scrutiny, security screening. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. The records we've obtained confirm these individuals as national security threats currently within our borders. Meet Anwar Halak Wahidi, who is classified as a Category 15 threat by the Department of Homeland Security for having used explosives or arms. Category 15 falls under the Tier 1 threat level, which is labeled as armed and dangerous. Documents further reveal he was only added to the terrorist watch list after already being admitted into the U.S. on October 17, 2021, under Operation Allies Welcome. Wahidi applied the next day for his two-year work visa and 10 days later, it was approved. Nazir Ahmad Rahimi entered the U.S. on August 24, 2021, flagged by DHS because he has engaged or is likely to engage in an unspecified violent terrorist act. Despite being apprehended by ICE while in the U.S., he has yet to be deported, and his last known address is in our nation's capital. Ismail Jarat arrived in the U.S. on August 31st, 2021. Less than a month later, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 15 for having used explosives or arms. Since then, his work visa has been approved. Tassinola Wafa Manazal was paroled into the U.S. on October 14th, 2021. The next day, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 7 threat if enters the U.S and also approved for his two-year work visa. Iqbal Alakoze was arrested in Afghanistan on December 11, 2014 and charged with murder. But that didn't stop him from being paroled into the U.S. on August 25, 2021. Records indicate ICE dismissed his case, saying it, quote, does not meet ICE enforcement priorities, unquote. He remains in the U.S. and his work visa is pending. This doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. Those we've investigated are just a small sample size 
allies, all of whom still remain within our borders. Our source inside the federal government has identified numerous cases involving people who pose national security risks. This begs the question, how could this be happening? I am so proud, so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. Thousands of our Afghan allies paroled into the United States swiftly received employment authorization. We're also continuing to work with the State Department to improve the efficacy, integrity, security and transparency of the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program, which, as you know, was almost dismantled over the last four years. To date, Operation Allies Welcome has brought over 84,000 Afghan refugees into the United States. According to our source, known terrorists are also gaining access to the country through the southern border, as millions of people stream across unchecked every year. Our federal agencies are clearly aware of the crisis, yet seem to prioritize accelerated vetting over the security of Americans. This is only the beginning of our investigation. Stay tuned. So I remember talking about, uh, you know, when, when that withdrawal was botched, the, uh, the young female, uh, oh, I can't remember what network it was on, but saying that uh, people are saying, the people that were making this accusation, is that actually disinformation? That's disinformation to say this was happening. They're all, they're all being vetted. And so you saw that where it said, it showed the specific thing that they weren't supposed to be here, for, why they were on the no-fly list. Boom, approved. And so they removed them and then re-added them and then approved them for work in the United States. Yeah, that's unbelievable that they were approved in days like that. I know people that took years to get approved for the work visa. That were not criminals. Correct. And so the the, the woman that was speaking, by the way, that was so happy, that, that was uh, trying to be uh, disparaging as far as saying that the, the program was almost dismantled on, over the last four years, obviously referring to the Trump administration. That was the director of citizenship and immigration. Her? Yes. And you could tell, again, she's an ideological idiot, like all, all spacey. And, oh, it's such a great thing. And then you have this occurring. And so the thing was, people were sold on the women and children. Those are obviously fighting age males. So yeah, I never that, saw uh, a woman or a child. No. no. So, uh, and, and again, that this and the border and things of real magnitude here, America first, people have, a lot of people I know have lost touch with the principle now that Donald Trump has gone of America first, period. And so... This is occurring. This this is ripe for another. We all know what this is ripe for. I don't even have to say it. This is where your attention should be fixated. Issues like and, and many issues, all within the confines of our own country. America first is a way of life, dude. Yeah, and I was talking to some people today about the economy and how the interest rates have shot up and how the market tanked today. And, you know, they're saying interest rates are probably going to hit 8% by the time the year is up. Yeah, so you're, you're seeing the same things yeah. that everybody with a brain knew that are, are reminiscent of the Carter administration. Yeah, and so they were at three when, the, when it started. And so, and like I've been saying since last year, I said, yeah, I mean, it, the market's got to correct or it's got to crash or something. And I said, but I, I think it's going to be something from left field that we don't see coming. And I think it's going to be something like or similar to this. A terrorist attack. Yeah. Within our... Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, welcomed, they welcomed it, so 
whatever. What are you, you going to do? And, and it, this, is, this is what happens when the primarily, this is, I mean, you have a stolen election and the, you have bot, a, a, a botched, an absolutely botched withdrawal that people, I don't, I don't want to ramble. Botched I'm, or exactly how they wanted it to happen. That, well, that's, that's kind of the route I was going to go down, but I didn't want to expound on it too much further. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to wonder if the incompetence and, and apparent ineptitude, and I, pardon me, I know we've said it so many times on here before, but is this by design? Was this on purpose? Could you really be this bad? And I, I don't have an answer. I, I don't know if they're this bad or dumb or not. Like, I know that it seems to me like the insane are running the asylum right now. You, how reckless could you people possibly be? So... But yeah, and they'll have more on that story. So that's projectveritas.com. Check them out, as always. And so up next, we have that kooky Junkowitz, Junkowicz woman from last week. Remember this, Bimbo? Yeah. Yes. And this woman, if you thought she was creepy last week, she didn't do anything but get creepier. So if you're, if you're hoping that because she got some national attention, she would be less, well, and she may can be less creepy from here on out, highly doubt it. And this is just a small sampling of the stuff that came out about this woman. So she had a lot of TikTok videos, and they're very weird. And she's, well, we'll let them do the talking, then we'll break it down. But Mayorkas, uh, who created this and, and appointed this uh, woman, was questioned in a congressional hearing. So we'll just hear that real quick, and then we'll move on to some of her stuff. When, when the department picked her, was the department aware of her TikTok videos? Uh, Senator, um, uh, I they're, was, they're really quite precocious. Um, uh, Senator, um, I was not uh, aware uh, of those videos. You don't say. Would it have made good a job good, vetting? Then it, would it would have really made a difference? And uh, so, if you scroll down, the, this is. This is her on TikTok, and like if if obviously if if you don't, this will be on our uh, in the in the description of this podcast a link to it. If since you can't see it, she looks exactly like the nutcase she sounds like. I don't know if she sounds or looks more creepy, but anyways, this is this self-absorbed, freaking complete narcissistic weirdo here. Information laundering is really quite ferocious It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious By saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain They're laundering disinfo and we really should take note And not support their lies with Wallet, voice, vote. Oh. Golly. Yeah, so I physically had to move backwards in my chair. That was so creepy. This is yeah. This is Biden's America here, and we're okay. Giving this woman, well, actually, you know what? I'll let you tell her in her own words about how she feels in power, or about power. So this is her in like a bar or something, and. uh this is like two minutes. I don't know if we'll be able to make it through it because it's sickening. And again, like this is a psychopath, psycho hose beast. And like we talked about last week, she is very uh, much like Gretchen Whitmer and many others, a complete power hungry, sicko control freak. 
and well, which granted, this uh, she's obviously doing like a skit, but there's so much truth embedded in it; it's pretty much reality. Ever since I was a baby, I have had one dream in mind, and each Christmas I think maybe it will finally come true. It's a simple wish that everyone has had from time to time, so I know you'll understand me when I share my dream with you. I want to be rich, famous, and Have y'all seen that wow. yet? No. no, that's the first time. What, what, what's your impression? She's freaking Dude, psycho. she's crazy. Where, where does she come from? Where, where's, I have what's no her background? Idea. I have no idea. Uh, I have literally no idea. Obviously, she's hand-picked. Where, where do they find her? She just seems out. like a really good person to maybe give some authority to. I'll tell you one thing. In that video right there, looks like a dude in a dress and a wig. Yeah, we kind of talked about that last week. She does have some very manly features. They, them, they does have some very masculine features. Man, what do you got? It says um, she is an American researcher, author. Oh, Paul's. I'm sorry. Yeah, she she was the one that worked on the U- with the the fellowship with Ukraine, the Hillary Clinton fellowship thing in Ukraine on disinformation. Boom, roasted. I forgot that. I remembered it. I'm sorry, Reverso, for interrupting, but I wanted to prove that I did know at one point what where okay. she came from. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she's handpicked and she was groomed by Clintons and in all places uh, and things to do with Ukraine. Go figure. She also went to college and studied political science in Russian. Yeah. Wait, Russian. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Dude, this it it only gets more and more bizarre with these kooky frauds. I wonder if she hung out with Epstein. If he hung out with Epstein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, 
moving on because I mean we obviously there's a lot to dissect there, and we're not Doctor yeah. Phil, so I could be though. This is on the uh, RSBNnetwork.com. Wisconsin finds, and we'll have a whole bunch next week after we all watch uh, 2,000 Mules, and I implore you all to watch it, 2,000mules.com. Wisconsin finds number of traffic ballots is six times larger than the margin of victory. And this is important. Trump spokeswoman Liz Harrington released videos from a hearing on Thursday detailing the troubling extent, so that was a week ago today, the extent of voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election discovered in the state of Wisconsin, Harrington wrote, 7% of mail-in ballots were trafficked in Wisconsin. Cal- calculating the number of votes that are believed to have been trafficked, she added 137,551 trafficked votes in, election decided, in an election decided by 20,682. These numbers were revealed during a hearing held on March 24th by the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections at the Wisconsin State Capitol. Wisconsin has been heavily involved in investigations surrounding the 2020 presidential election. Evidence has been pouring out of the state showing massive voter fraud and election irregularities. Earlier this month, Wisconsin Assembly Speaker Robin Voss admitted, which he's a dirtbag that was in on this, and he was the one that he helped push for the the ballot boxes and tried to do it again in another election, and I think he may have succeeded. I think there was widespread, quote, I think there was widespread fraud, we're, we're catching this, correct? Yeah. I think there was widespread fraud. The media says there's not. They say that's disinformation. I think we're going to see more and more data, and he's a scumbag, this guy, by the way, that comes out as Justice Gableman continues the investigation. The gig is up, dude. Like because And, and so Fox News isn't even touching 2000mules.com, by the way. You say they're not? They are not. Nobody, none of the mainstream networks are yet. It... it like that guy just said, who is not on our side. He, I, he's a Republican, but he's not on our side. While Voss admitted there was a wise, there was widespread voter fraud, he claimed that the state legislature does not have the power to decertify the election. However, President Donald Trump responded, stating that Voss does have that power. "Quote: There is already a very powerful resolution in the Wisconsin State Assembly that calls for the decertification of the 2020 election and reclaiming of Wisconsin's 10 electoral votes." The 45th president stated. Mm. But, and I just want to add that that is ex- extremely, extremely unlikely to happen. Like, that's not going to happen. Although it should. Unfortunately, it's not. And so, like I, like I said last week, people are like, what, what can we, like, nothing's going to happen. What's going to happen? Don't worry about that. Make sure that you watch 2,000 Mules and make sure that everybody you know watches it. If you're listening to this, just watch it and let's go from there. Do that. Like, that would be a great start, would it not? Yes. Yeah. So, Wisconsin's new evidence of voter fraud highlights the 45th president's message concerning the 2020 election. Harrington explained the disturbing report of ballot harvesting in Wisconsin, saying 138 ballot traffickers in Milwaukee, Racine, and Green Bay went to drop boxes to harvest ballots 3,568 times. Greg Phillips, a member of the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections in Wisconsin, recently stated, we believe that 7% of the mail-in ballots were cast as a result of trafficking. Phillips also explained that the committee observed other oddities. 138 people went to the drop boxes in total 3,568 times. Just those people, he said. And uh, play that video right there. That's him making that quote. So... um in Milwaukee, Racine, and Green Bay, we identified 138 people who met that criteria of five NGO visits and 26 drop boxes during the study period of October 20 to November 3 of 2020. 
This resulted in a, a unique number of Dropbox visits of 3,568. So those 138 people went to Dropboxes in total 3,568 times, just those people. And so that was one of the arguments Big Dumb Yank was trying to form was that because I, I showed the video of the, the one woman putting like nine, it was between nine and 11 ballots in in Georgia. Well, that's not enough to do anything, nine or 11, uh, you know, even if she did it twice. Well, number one, that was, we don't know. There was people that had, you know, th that number varied as far as what they had. But dude, when, if, if three, 3,568 times, obviously do the math. If every, if she did it 10 at a time, Dude, you, you, it's the math is there, but not to mention the 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 obvious things that we, we've outlined some of them, the the blatantly suspicious things that we saw around you know in those five states, some of the things that that some of the leaders said, especially in Pennsylvania prior to the election, and then the, the basic numbers: nineteen Trump wins nineteen of twenty one bellwether counties, but still loses. He Florida. Ohio, and uh, what's, what's the other one where? Uh, Iowa? Yes, Iowa. Iowa. So he had Iowa, Ohio, and Florida still lost. You know what I mean? This thing that are, and so, again, statistically speaking, that, that's odd in itself. Trump had more votes than any sitting president in history of our country. Joe Biden got more than that. So Joe Biden eclipsed not only Donald Trump, but Barack Obama also. More, vote, more votes than anybody in history. 81 million for him and Kamala Harris, dude, who everybody loves. So, but I digress. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here at this point. So, Go ahead. If you do the math on that, that's about 25 to 26 ballots per person. Mm -hmm. Those 138 dropped. Yeah. So it's uh, not, not complicated. They've got whistleblowers. And again, you'll, you'll see this all in this film. So I, I can't say it enough. Watch the film. Make sure everybody you know sees the film, and then we'll go from there. Now, that says they went that many times. Correct. Not yeah. ballots. Well, but I did the 3568 and divided it by 138. Yeah, but that's their trips. Go back up. That 3568. No, go down. It's how many times those 138 hit it. So each time they went, they were dropping multiple ballots. Correct? Yes. Okay. Moving on, we're going to get to the, the Supreme Court leak here. Uh, and so I'm going to kind of take a, like an alternative method to what everybody else is saying. Um, so obviously, uh, that was a calculated leak, unprecedented X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think anybody that was, is, is listening to the show is already under the idea or um, accepts that, uh, that that was done as a calculated measure. So one of the things the Democrats are going to try to do for the midterms, and this was a calculated ploy, just like so many other things that they've done, they try to make it look organic. Um, th this was a calculated political maneuver by releasing that, that draft. And it's already uh, being discussed in Democrat circles the, the, the angle they're going to try to go for the midterms is the same thing they, they've done since Donald Trump entered the political arena and make it about Trump. And again, Trump had good success on Tuesday, 22-0, and 0, so perfect batting average on his endorsements. And so that's a good signifier that Donald Trump, is, his influence within the Republican Party is, is not only maintained, but it looks to be increasing, in, from my estimation. 
So this is going to work in conjunction with our plan is for the midterms, anti-Trump. The, the, it's the party of, of, you know, anti-woman. So because what they refer to as slaughtering babies is women's rights. They refer to allowing illegals to vote and ballot harvesting as voting rights. Everything, it's always a misnomer with everything you do. We've, we've discussed that ad nauseum. And I, so number one, right off the bat, we've, everybody's heard some of the things that Joe Biden has said in relation to, to that fake leak. I call it a fake leak because it's an orchestrated leak. So his response to that, which again, is all calculated. So, and we're on catholicleague.org. Biden's evolving views on abortion, just to kind of exemplify how easily they lead these people around by the nose ring like a bull or a cow, whatever. Catholic League President Bill Donahue comments on Joe Biden's changing views on abortion. Joe Biden entered the Senate in 1973, the same year the Supreme Court legalized abortion in its Roe versus Wade decision. He has evolved from being strongly pro-life to rapidly pro-abortion. Here's a list of his changing opinions. Before we get to this list of changing opinions, remember when it was politically convenient, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both were for what, you know, what they referred to as traditional marriage, marriage between a man and a woman, and um, that morphed into what they are today. And so the and kind of my point with this is the, these lemmings, these dumb easily influenced fickle young people that believe whatever they're told and are indoctrinated in private schools and now public schools and college, they don't, they don't care to know that you've absolutely been duped on so many levels by this unequivocal bag of crap. I've moderated my language, by the way. <clears throat> 1974, a year after Roe versus Wade was decided, he said the ruling had gone, quote, too far and that a woman seeking an abortion should not have the sole right to say what should happen to her body. That's his words. While he'll sit here and say that one of the things he said this week was that the MAGA movement was the most extreme movement of our political time or however he worded it. It was basically the equivalent of Hillary Clinton's deplorables comment. So... Which we, we, we would absolutely, with this podcast, be categorized under, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so, 1976, he votes for the Hyde Amendment, which bans federal funding of abortions. 1981, he introduces the Biden Amendment, which prohibits foreign aid funding of biomedical research involving abortion and allows 1981, that was the Biden Amendment, 1982, he votes for a constitutional amendment allowing states to overturn Roe versus Wade. Wow. So, 1981 to 1982, he changed... I wonder what happened. Well, hold on, that. hold on, hold on, wait. Because in, in 1983, he votes against a constitutional amendment allowing states to overturn Roe versus Wade. So he did that. I'm sorry. No, he's still, he's, I'm, I, I, I'm miscomprehended. So he's good. 1983, 1984. 1984, he votes for the Medic, Medic, Mexico City policy, which bans federal funding for abortions. 1987, he becomes chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee and leads the fight against Supreme Court nominee Judge Robert Bork, whom he said was opposed to Roe v. Wade. So now he's, now this is where he's starting to turn against it here. 1990, so jump ahead seven years to 1994. He says, those of us who are opposed to abortion should not be compelled to pay for them. Okay, 1995, he votes to ban partial birth, partial birth abortion. 97, he votes to ban partial, partial birth abortion. 2003, he votes to ban partial birth abortion. 2007, he criticizes the Supreme Court decision upholding the ban 
on partial, partial birth abortion, calling it paternalistic. <clears throat> Wasn't it, what do you think about that? 2007, he completely changes. 2008, he says he is opposed to overturning Roe versus Wade. 2012, he says the government does not have a right to tell other people that women, they can't control their body. 2019, he says he is opposed to the Hyde Amendment, which bans the federal funding of abortion, which he's previously voted for. Yeah. 2020, he says he supports abortion under any circumstances. There is no one in public life who has undergone such a dramatic transformation. He did not change because of the Catholic Church. He, he And remember, he's supposed to be Catholic. It did not change his position on abortion. He did not change because of science. It did not change his position on when life begins. It was Biden who changed, and he did so for totally political reasons, and that's absolutely accurate because you're a freaking complete... And, and keep in mind, so to, in 2000... Uh, go, go back up a little bit because this is important. So in 95, 97, 2003, he's voting to ban partial birth abortion. He knows where that vote's going to land. So he's he's just trying to look good, knowing if it's going to go or not go. He's he's just doing that's all appearances. They this is all calculated. They know who's going to vote what, and it's all for political convenience and viability. That's that's why they all do this crap. But all that to to say, you know, um, when they're they're talking about this stuff and this guy's acting like he's he's a, a, a quote unquote advocate for again quote unquote women's rights. You're you're just a complete like everything with with the Biden name. It is fake. It's fraud. Fake news. Disinformation. You're completely full of crap. And that's the thing. Oh, people are people can change really to that degree. That seems like something pretty significant for a Catholic. Yeah, that's the cash register came to Chingin for him. <clears throat> and so. So I wonder if you look up, like, what happened in 2007. Was he preparing for election for him and Obama? or what? Well, he, uh, he, he ran in the primary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that what he was doing, preparing for the election? For, for yes, yeah, because, yeah, because things were starting to change at that point. I, I would say that's yeah. a fair, a fair uh, assessment. So... I took a few screenshots from... Man, you're talking about just selling uh, your soul to well, the devil. Hey, speaking of that, uh, off topic real quick, then we'll get back on. I uh, Googled Biden 2007. President Joe Biden said in 2007 that okay. no, no great country can say it's secure without being able to control its borders. Well, and that's one of the things I, I was explaining to Big Dumb Yank was that the, one of the, the main allures to Donald Trump is people don't have loyalty to Donald Trump because they think he's this great, benevolent guy who's flawless. Nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks Donald Trump is perfect. Everybody in our lifetime campaigned on controlling the border from Reagan, Clinton, both Bushes. Barack Obama talked about securing the border. Clinton was very vehement in his campaign about securing the southern border. They never, never intended to do that. This dude comes along and tries to do it. And all the people that had promised to do it prior come out against him. They try to stop it. Why'd you do that? Because you're all full of crap. So the one dude that was the least full of crap and they expunged him. They got, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So I captured some screenshots from some uh, social media, good and bad. So this is from Alice. I'm old enough to remember the days before Roe. People of means will still have access to abortion. Women of lesser means will die or become horribly sick trying to end their pregnancies 
females will be forced to have unwanted children. The government will now control our bodies. Well, that's not, there, that's not true for a lot of different reasons, and I think we need to clear some of this stuff up, and our listeners probably are already all aware of this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Number one, it ain't just women that can have kids. Duh. <laughs> dude, the pregnant man emoji, hello, Apple. Yeah, the Bill Gates emoji. Yeah, get at me, dude. Like, we've already, I thought we've covered this. Yeah. What? Can you guys please get on the same freaking page for, please? Yeah. I, I, I was already confused. I know, I, that's I, I so last we, year. I thought we were caught up, and now it's, it, we're back to just women can get pregnant. Dude, last week it was the, the yeah. egg thing. I got something about that, too, if you want to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. It says, uh, midwifery students are being taught to help men give birth in a, a new textbook that experts say is rife with anomalic fiction. Napier University told students that they may be caring for a birthing person who has male genitals and a prostate gland in an effort to support transgender people. <laughs> whoa, 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 what? <laughs> it says they may be caring for a, quote, birthing person who has male genitalia and a prostate gland in an effort to support transgender people. A module towards students you may be catering or you may be caring for a pregnant or birthing person who is transitioning from male to female. So they, how could they be pregnant? Oh, dude, that hurts. That wow. Uh, there's more, but I gotta. Yeah, cut, the cut prostate. So <laughs> yeah, okay. And still may have external male genitalia. Wow. Mm. So many questions. So many. Qu- okay. I'll okay. Pass. Hey, I'll take your word for you. Okay. Cool, man. The prostate. The no, I get it. <laughs> hey, I believe it. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta prove. Nothing to me, dude. Moderated myself again. <clears throat> Next one, Gary Lineker. Women should decide on what's right for women, not men. Men can also get pregnant, dude. What is, hashtag Roe v. Wade. Men can get pregnant. What is the problem here? You know what? Bank robbers should decide what's best for bank robbers, not policemen, <laughs> not judges. <laughs> That's a great point. This guy, well, you know what? Prostate. That's all I can say. <laughs> Pregnant prostate, boom roasted. Yeah. Here is oh man, this is this is a good one. This is an and you know what? Kids should decide what they learn in school, not teachers. <laughs> not surprising, but st- this is a Hillary Clinton, by the way. Not surprising, but still outrageous. This decision is a direct assault on the dignity, rights, and lives of women. And I guarantee you that Bill Clinton's stance on abortion looks exactly like Joe Biden's. So and so would Hillary Clinton's. They're because they're obviously they're from Arkansas, which would it is a conservative state. You know, they're so full of crap. This decision is a direct assault on the dignity, rights, and lives of women. Not to mention decades of settled law. That's definitely not accurate. I it will kill and subjugate women, even as a vast majority of Americans think abortion should be legal. What an utter disgrace. Also, rife with misinformation, the vast majority of Americans do not think that. So I was reading some polling the other day, and if this is not 100% accurate, don't sue me, but roughly it was uh, 80% were roughly, give or take, were opposed to late-term abortions, and then 55% in totality were not a fan of abortions. And I can't remember who the polling was with, but that was last week. Can't hold me responsible. Maybe that is Miss Distant Mal, but I feel it's accurate. And I use it against Big Yank. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> That's not true. Let's see. Did you see where there somebody has uh, has the home remedy like abortion pill going around? Made out right of now? some kind of horse medicine. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh-huh. So it's so rich, dude. It, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Like the, these people are so out of touch with the reality. So obviously, meaning that ivermectin could yeah. also be used which as a that, horse. Yeah. yeah, which that's okay. You know, yeah. to to take this uh, this stuff for abortions, but ivermectin is yep. is not can't, okay. Not for COVID. Yeah. So, Brett Macellis, the GOP just awoke a blanking monster. They are about to see what the silent majority really means. Uh, that's not true either. Prostate. That's all I can tell you. And so, five times August, that guy, uh, I'm, I follow him on True Social. Uh, he makes great music. Um, so, we. this is him. So, we need to protect women's... I'm sorry. So, we need to protect women's rights, but we don't know what a woman is, but it's their body choice, except when it comes to vaccines. Got it. Here is, and this is a long one. This is Jamie Lee Curtis. She has. Oh, that's Terminator. No, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. No, that's Linda Hamilton. Jamie Lee Curtis is Halloween. I have no idea. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. You make this so difficult sometimes. (laughs) Okay. You don't know anything about anything that I like. Last action. Did I say last action hero? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, my fault. I meant True Lies. If you hadn't seen True Lies, I've dude, seen True Lies. She was the wife in True Lies. It, it, anyway, she's. This, of course, applies to people of all genders who can become pregnant. So already we're starting out, like I said, Einstein material here. But because for almost all of history we have looked at this as a woman's issue only, we have treated it with the same disregard. Nay, hatred is. All women's issues because the patriarchy hates women because they fear women. Do you fear women? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, just, yeah. Which, well, are you part of the patriarchy, though? I guess that was the more important question I should have prefaced that with. Are you part of the patriarchy? No. Well, they think you are. Yeah, I think he is, too. Well, they think the same thing about you and me. Yeah, I think we're yes. all part of the patriarchy, and I, we're we're extremist. Uh, I think it's because he reads the Torah. I think it's because remember that right below the deep misogyny of wanting to control women's lives is the immense classism that ensures that the privileged will still have options to fly to other countries and take control of their bodies. You know what? I, I can't go any further. It's a lot more, and it's really stupid. Hell no, I'm going to continue because I see something I need to. But when you're talking about controlling your bodies, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to try to make this short. But the term politically correct, we all remember this, right? It preceded woke. Yeah. PC culture was around when I was young. So when you're, people say that they're not political, yeah, you can say that, and maybe you don't pay attention to politics, but politics has inevitably had an effect on your speech pattern and the way society is geared because of what they refer to as PC culture. It's altered the way we behave. And so whatever, and I'm sorry to sound crass, but whatever, ha- like women's health, women's rights, women's is it healthy to have promiscuous sex? No, it's not. Venereal diseases, the reason a woman will be called a whore or a slut because they slept around and caught an STD. You don't hear that term anymore. But sex is, it's not important. It's not, it's not special anymore. Sex is just this commodity in our country. Again, i.e. pornography and everything else. Sex, everywhere you look and all through entertainment, you know. So, all that to say, you have control of your body. You can absolutely stop having sexual intercourse with people that you don't want to be impregnated by. Nobody is making you get knocked up by whoever. 
And so then they'll obviously throw out the red herring of rape, rape and incest. How many times? Look, dude. So we're we're gonna have carte blanche freaking abortion because of this very minuscule percentage of. I just disagree. I, I you know what I mean. And so you're gonna take a very nuanced and specific situation and apply it to everything and use this as a form of birth control, never paying attention to the fact that Planned Parenthood was founded by an actual eugenics professor slash Nazi. I mean, it's safe to say that Margaret Sanger was a Nazi. She worked with the Nazis. She had meetings with the Ku Klux Klan. She's a vehement racist. And so we can abort these babies for a very large profit. You can slaughter them and sell their parts, which is exactly what's happening, by the way. That's what all this is about is money. And so women's rights, X, Y, and Z. So how there's that tirade. People with uteruses who do not have people with uteruses. What about the ones with prostates we just talked about? Are yeah, they, they're included. Yeah, I mean, because, and it's so funny because you, you morons have tied yourself up into this weird dumb trap of having to play this dumb game because you're, you're afraid because you still want to remain relevant at her age. She's very old at this point. You want to remain relevant by put, trying to stay on the cutting edge of what you're supposed to say anymore. Wokeism, politically correct, whatever you want to call it. You want to stay there and not get hemmed up and then canceled and ripped up and shredded by the beast you're feeding. It's like you're messing with, you're, you're feeding raw meat to a tiger through the cage and it's going to rip your arm off and your you, you know it can but you're trying to be nice to it you know what I mean is that a proper analogy so people with uteruses we talked about that last week about birthing people in, in the 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 uh at the the online zoom call where the guys changing the language to be more inclusive yes, yes. you guys have hemmed yourselves up this is so f- far beyond the dumbest thing i've ever seen it's insane so people with uteruses who do not have money many of whom are also people of color, POC. Well, and so you've got, again, appeasing the beast, you have to throw in the people of color descriptor, will not have these safe alternatives. They will take life-risking ending measures to take back their bodies, or they will be forced into pregnancy. Oh, that's so terrible. Birth. Oh, God, parent. Oh, it's terrible. Or the pain of having to give your child away because you weren't ready or didn't want a baby you couldn't afford to raise a child in a country that hates and abandons human as soon as they are born. So we'll just kill them first. They are only sacred inside the womb once out they're an opportunity or a problem well no that has to do with your parenting skills but we should just kill them so anything that could be a problem we just kill it so why don't we kill people that are born mentally retarded if they're an inconvenient you know what i mean like so why don't we imprison criminals for so long instead of just killing them it's a great point I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so disgusted. We have time to turn this around, but we need to get motivated politically. Stop screaming at the wrong people. Start organizing to put the right people in place to protect us from the actual bad people threatening the freedom of half the country. Yeah. So one thing that... Oh, real quick. This is uh, Senator Tan- Tammy Baldwin. If SCOTUS is going to legislate from the bench, yeah, like you ever care about that before, and turn back the clock 50 years on Roe v. Wade, then the Senate needs to pass my Women's Health Protection Act. Why is it called the Women's Health Protection Act? Prostate? Can we get a prostate in there somewhere? So that WHPA, can we get the WHPPA? Just for the prostate. And if we need to eliminate the filibuster to get it done, we should do that. So Cinema and Mansion are still not ready to get rid of the filibuster, even on this issue, which is pretty surprising considering 
thus far, I will have to say, I, I don't like any Democrats, and I don't like either of them, and I don't trust either of them, and I'm super, super surprised that Cinema is holding her ground on this and holding the line. That's a shock to me. I, there, I almost feel like there has to be some kind of hook reason. I either way, I'm, I am surprised. Um, so also. how did this come about? How did this whole leak thing happen or come about? There, the speculation is that it was one of the uh, clerks for which there can only be so many people because each clerk has X amount. I think it, in totality it could be about 26 different people. But then when you break that, I think that's if you broke it down to the four liberal justices, clerks, it would be one of them. But then again, we don't know that – not sure, don't know. And, of course, like there's not – Nobody can can get involved because you got to understand something like this that's unprecedented and never happened before and takes legitimacy away from the court is not a garage pool that looks like a noose. Therefore, the FBI cannot rush within a matter of hours and send six agents to dissect this and find out all about it and make it national news. We can't do that. Fake news, more important. This, not important. Yeah. Are we clear? Yeah. Okay. So next, and I'm not looking forward to this. Um, I, I, I struggle with, with, with putting this on here. So this 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 was uh, kind of an issue for me, and I, I've I've actually seen this before. Um, so this is um, this is heavy stuff. <clears throat> uh, this is reality when they're talking about women's rights uh, when they're when they're using the the word dressing that they use to change people's perception of what this is, and you see the the way young people refer to abortion. And again, they, they, they've, been, they've been led astray with the idea that, that sex is you know, just this, this free thing that's not important. Sex, sex is not important. You just do it with anybody you want. You have as much premarital sex as you could ever have, and, man, everything's cool. There's, there's no negative repercussions. Do you get pregnant? Man, kill it. So, And one thing that I'd like to preface this with, uh, and, I, you know, I, I – I almost want to say this is my belief, but this is the truth. Souls are eternal. Man's made in the image of Jesus Christ. They're made in the image of God. Um, their their soul is eternal. So once life is conceived, to to impede that to to impede that uh, um, is is the height of evil, in my opinion. And so we are souls with bodies, sure. not bodies with souls. So we will. Uh, I'll, th- this all speaks for itself. Uh, this is about this is five minutes, and this is again. This is uh, you know some of you may have heard this before, but I think it's something important to hear. And again, it's got weight to it. It's heavy. I don't like it, um, but it, it needs it needs to be said. Like what, so, because it's a lot of the times when people are talking about th- these issues, it's um, they kind of think about it in the abstract, like because everybody knows you shouldn't murder your offspring. It's a very redundant, ridiculously stupid behavior as a society to put such a premium on the issue of murdering your own offspring. It just seems very, it's obviously just from a societal standpoint, extremely counterintuitive and backwards to get pregnant and just murder your baby, slaughter their parts and sell them for science projects. Cause that's exactly what happens. Experimentation on aborted baby babies and baby parts and brains and everything else. We've covered that project Veritas has covered up uh, or rather uncovered, an entire, um, the market of, of it is disgusting. So if this was going on in another country, they would label it as genocide absolutely, and, and they would go in 
with the military. Yeah, this absolutely is a genocide. And so let let this guy give you a description of what this process actually entails that they glorify, you know, up to past birth. Now we've had it on the show. People have talked about aborting children after they've exited the birth canal. So and that and look, hey, it's it stands to reason. Why wouldn't you? You know, if your four year old's inconvenient, kill them too. Kill hey, grandma's convenient, we'll put her down. Whatever. So here it is in the abortion doctor's own words. Anthony Levitino. Dr. Levitino is a board-certified obstetrician gynecologist. Over the course of his career, Dr. Levitino has practiced obstetrics and gynecology in both private and university settings, including as an associate professor of OBGYN at the Albany Medical College. And Dr. Levitino, we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester D&E abortions perform between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks, but she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, and pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you, and use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum, can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester DNA abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. Why did you end your practice of doing abortions? I did over 1,200 abortions over a four-year period in private practice, now counting the ones that I did during my training. Um, I met my wife at, um, during my first year of training at Albany Medical Center. We got married about a year later and found that we had an infertility problem. After years of failed infertility treatment and several years trying to adopt a child, we were blessed with a, adopting a, a little girl that we named Heather. And, August of 1978. Um, as sometimes happens in those situations, my wife got pregnant the very next month, and we had two children 10 months apart. Um, two months short of my daughter Heather's sixth birthday, she was killed in an auto accident and literally died in her arms in the back of an ambulance. Anyone who has children might think they have some idea of what that feels like, but unless you've been through it yourself, you have no idea whatsoever. Um, I know people find it hard to believe, but uh, what do you do after disaster? You bury your child and then you go back to your life. And I don't remember exactly how long.
It was after my daughter died that I showed up at Albany Medical Center OR number 9 to perform my first second trimester D&E abortion. I wasn't thinking of it as anything special. This was routine to me. Um, but I reached in, literally pulled out an arm or leg, and got sick. You know, earlier on, I described stacking up body parts on the side of the table. It's not to, you know, gross people out, to use a simple term. When you do an, an abortion, you need to keep inventory. You have to make sure you get two arms and two legs and all the pieces. If you don't, your patient's going to come back infected, bleeding, or dead. Um, so I soldiered on and finished that abortion. And I know it sounds, as I said, hard for people to believe, but I'm, I'm telling you straight up my experience. You know, after over 1,200 abortions, first and second trimester up to 24 weeks and all the rest of it, and being very dedicated to it, for the first time in my life, I really looked. I really looked at that pile of body parts on the side of the table. And I didn't see her wonderful right to choose, and I didn't see all the money I just made. All I could see was somebody's son or daughter. And I stopped doing late-term abortions after that, and several months later stopped doing all abortions. Uh, so you could notice in that video that there was a group of younger people behind him on both sides where you, where you could see. Um, and I'm a, so I am assuming, taking a little bit of a, uh, freedom to assume, that one specifically that was in that group had a pink Planned Parenthood shirt on. And um, so I'm kind of, it's kind of, uh, you know, guilt by association perhaps, but the looks on their faces changed. Did you, if, if y'all were paying attention yeah. and the young man with the furled brow. And so that's probably some of the most potent testimony you could ever, that this guy's done the things that you guys glorify. This guy's been there and done that. <clears throat> and so, and, and I would even submit that that's something that, that if you've got daughters, when, when you feel that they're appropriate age, I'd, I would let them see that but before this becomes an issue. And that we have these kids that we talk about in public school that are indoctrinated with thinking these things mean women's rights. Maybe they should see this tra tra traumatizing testimony at a young age to make them know what this actually is. Because those people that thought they knew in the background right there what, what this was, it's not. Like, that's a life. You just murdered a baby. You just ripped it to pieces with four, basically large clawed forceps. And for the people that obviously can't see that, we'll have a link in the description. But he, and that, that video has been around a little while. I've seen it a few times. That He has that tool in his hand. So that's obviously long enough to get up through the where it needs to be and do its job. So, But just drain the, the process of draining the ambiotic fluid that the baby needs to survive is just so heinous and evil. So um, what, what's your take on that? <laughs> you know, when you said you, most people think about it in the abstract, that that's so accurate because it's easy to think about something like that in the abstract. Yeah until it's vividly explained and i had to take my earphones off because i just couldn't have, i couldn't handle it yeah because i think about my kids oh for and sure I, and i mean if you've if you have children and you've been in the room when they're born i mean it's just man, oh it's a miracle it's, it's yeah. absolutely miraculous but you know the, and and again it, it, for most people it's a bridge too far and i i've only seen small segments of an actual uh, abortion being performed because it's 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 unwatchable it's it's not but you know what i mean if that's what it takes to, to make wake people, people up yeah 
Oh, absolutely. And so be it. And, and, and that's the reason that, that I wanted to have that on here. And again, like, obviously, to me, that's, like I said before, that's some of the most te- potent testimony I think that you could ever hear. And by the way, and I don't think I've ever mentioned this on here before. Maybe I have. Uh, Jeff Durbin is has a YouTube channel. Um, uh, he's a Christian apologetic, and he does so much phenomenal work outside of these abortion clinics. And because I can't read this without choking up, and I'm sure that Buford can't currently either, I am going to let Captain Reverso read something really quick. And, yes, he, I promise it won't put you to sleep. So, do you mind? I don't mind, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to read it all cheerful and giddy. You don't? No, dude, it's 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 uh, one, two, three, four tweets. So, read this for me if you could. And what what is that lady's name that posted this? Um, Nancy Joe. Okay, well, you go ahead. So first tweet, one. 28 years ago, I went to get an abortion. I didn't want to, but fear lied to me, and I believed it. I was sitting in my surgical gown in the waiting room and asked God to show me what to do. I asked him to help me. I was then escorted back to the procedure room. I stood in the doorway crying. God moved into the heart of the manager, and she said to me, I don't think you're ready for this. I agreed, got dressed, and walked out, only to encounter pro-lifers out on either side of the sidewalk silently praying. I walked about halfway down the sidewalk before I looked up, and I said, I didn't do it. They erupted into praise to the Lord for answering their prayers. I've always wanted to thank them. So if you are reading this and you are, or you were there in Chicago, thank you. And so today, as this battle is raging, I want to encourage you to keep praying. It saved the life of my oldest daughter, and she is amazing. And she has a so look at the show him the picture of that woman. And that, and that, that's the, that's, that's the reality of it, dude. And so I, I don't like to talk about this stuff, man. It needs to be talked about, but it's, you know, it's just tough to talk about, dude. And that's the thing because you're, you know, the idea is that because you're a man, you don't have a say in this. Nah, that's bull, dude. So, um, and th- I just tell the people, man, uh, thank you for listening to it, dude. And, and share that please. Uh, and, uh, Maybe we'll do some more next week, but I think we're uh, over that, and it's it's time for uh, <laughs> unless unless anybody has anything else to say. No, <laughs> no? okay, all right. Uh, did you want to do this from the presidential debate? Did you want to take us on? No, okay, cool. Well, that means it's time to change gears. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that that's needed. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, man, look, dude, uh, it can't be all fun all the time, and 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 that's the thing, man. Like, we're here for informational purposes, dude. We're here. I, I like to imagine that we're here to tell the truth. That's what I believe we're here to do, dude. So, um, I don't feel like we're here for just no reason at all, and because we're certainly not getting paid. So, <laughs> um, they, these are important things, man. Like, you you can't allow sick people sick, depraved people to dictate what the narrative is. This is what the truth is, man. That guy just told the unadulterated, unequivocal, irrefutable truth. There's You can't mask no. that. You, you can't dress this up. You can't put lipstick on this. And he told the absolute, this is the guy that's been there and done that 12, if I'm not mistaken, 1, he said 1,200 abortions. Yeah. So he's dismantled over 1,200 human beings a piece at a time. And I don't know that every abortion was performed in that at that time frame in, in that manner. So maybe maybe they just gave him a pill. Maybe they did this. But that's what they refer to as women's health. And so remember, the premium in our current society is on sex. As they say, sex sells. When you look at the things we've talked about in the section we're about to have with Disney and all these different things, sex, sex, sex. 
this is a very, very highly profitable industry to kill babies. And not to mention, like we've talked about so many times, the amount of uh, historical racism that is confined within Planned Parenthood. They've tried to wash and scrub themselves with over the last two to three years of Margaret Sanger, their vehemently racist, nasty, disgusting founder. And so these people wear this around, not knowing you're wearing the, the insignia of a, a satanic, nasty, evil witch. It's, it's just, that, that's why we're here, dude. And again, if anybody was to listen to this and disagree with what I'm saying, you're always free to send us an email. Yay, you can, you can argue via email. You, again, you can attempt to dismantle any argument that I create via email, via phone call. It doesn't matter. Hey, you can do it on uh, True Social. You can do it in the future on Twitter. And you can do it on Instagram. I'd love to have an argument with you or a debate or a one-sided verbal beatdown because that's what it would be. Boom, roasted. And with that being said, anything less to add on that? No. All right, here we go. It's time for this week in idiot, cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob wackos. We could watch this, but we're not going to because I already watched it. I love these kind of videos. News anchor caught trying to meet young boy into catch a predator style bus whines that is cancel culture. We are on the gateway pundit. And if, man, you know what? Somebody said last week if you can look at this person and tell that they're a pervert, shame on you. Look at this guy. Wow. Can you believe it? Zach Wheeler, an anchor from an NBC affiliate WETM TV, was busted driving three hours trying to meet a 15 year old boy into a to catch a predator style bus by a group called 607 Predator Hunters. So this is not uh, unlike uh, Skeeter Hansen that I talk about all the time. Skeeter Jean, rather. And some of the people listening to the show love Skeeter Jean. These guys, Skeeter Jean's the best. These guys are good, too, but they're, they don't have, like, the, the flair and the style. So, um, th- And, again, uh, you, you, you can find this via Google search, or it's all over YouTube. Uh, a link in the description. This guy... Th- was so stuck. <laughs> Dude, he is stuck. And he tried He tried to pay him. He tried to offer him to help. It's so cool because, like, do you guys need any help? No. No, we don't. Why would we need help from a child molester? Dude, like, I want to help you catch other people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I just censored myself. I Listen, I hate to toot my own horn, but every time I censor myself, I am going to say it because I feel like I'm making progress, right? <laughs> so, anyway... <clears throat> when first confronted, the anchor claimed that he believed the person... This is so stereotypical of all these. 18 years old, despite being told the age by the group's decoy, Wheeler then shifted to claim that he was there to do a, quote, story for his news outlet, not there to try to have, have sex with a young boy. And I'm not laughing because he was trying to have sex with a young boy. I'm laughing because he got caught and he's lying yeah. through his teeth. And it's amusing to watch this tub of fat try to jiggle his way out of it. And so... He claimed that he was there to talk and warn him to get off these apps. After that didn't work, Wheeler implied that they were engaging in homo... <laughs> this is new, by the way, to me, <laughs> and I've seen a lot of these. <laughs> so you know he's a Democrat. 
were engaged in homophobia and accused the group of only going after gay people, which is clearly false. It can be debunked with a quick glance of their YouTube channel. Why do you guys always do this to gay and lesbian people, he asks. Wheeler goes on to ask if they're here to ruin people's lives and whines that he's going to lose his job and everything. The alleged predator also accuses the anti-pedophile group of engaging in, quote, cancel culture. A la Andrew Cuomo. It's hard being a 60-year-old guy in New York, isn't it? Yeah, it is. At one point, Wheeler is confronted with a sexually explicit chat log in which he asked the person he believed to be a child for a sexy pics. In a desperate attempt to hide what he had done, Wheeler offers to get the group exposure and, on television or give them money. WETM posted a statement about the incident on our Facebook page. WETM has been made aware of a video posted on YouTube regarding one of our employees. The statement said the local group that posted the video claims that the employee engaged in inappropriate behavior. WETM management is looking into the questions raised by the video and the employee will remain off the air until the situation is resolved. No charges have been filed in connection with the video. Wheeler is no longer listed on WETM's website. And so, yeah, he was like... Oh, is that him? Yes, that's him. He's wishing that was a 15-year-old boy. Does anybody here think that he's not a... He's he's not confused. He's he's not cross-right. He's an idiot, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob wacko, though. No cross-dressage. And for some good news, I was going to, wait a minute, hang on. Oh, wait, we had Megan Rapinoe, right? Yeah. yeah. Where's she at? Because she definitely is a confused, cross-dressing, moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wacko. And it sucks because she's irrelevant. She was only relevant for like two seconds. Uh-huh. And I think that was for kneeling for the anthem, right? And I think so. being a, a weird lesbo. Yeah. Oh, this is there interesting. Is. Yeah, and so Disney Disney tanked real hard too. Yeah. Do you have any numbers on that? Sixty three billion. Yeah. Sixty three billion. Billion with, with a, a B. B. Yeah. Oh well, that's too that's bad. A, that's a lot. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they should stop grooming children. Woke soccer star Megan Rapinoe adds to Subway. It's, this is a shock. I went to did I already talk about Subway? Uh, no. I went for the five dollar foot long. It was ten oh eight plus tax. <laughs> And it was disgusting. So did you it, get two of them, or did you get one? No, it was a, it was a, it was the foot long. At least, yeah. Because remember, there was that, there was, there was the debacle about the actual measurements. It was terrible, and it was like all oh, new premium roast beef. It was disgusting. Really? Yes. So you think it was like uh, this new Beyond roast beef? It just tasted bad. Yeah. So Subway sucks. Woke, yeah, and I it, knew it, that a long time ago. Well, I, I know it was in a pinch, dude. Woke soccer star Megan Rapinoe adds to Subway's failure in 2021. Over a thousand stores closed amid backlash. Subway has struggled in the years since it hired soccer star and left-wing activist Megan Rapinoe as its national spokeswoman. That is not the proper gender reference, probably. With hundreds of stores closing across the nation, the fast food chain whose best-known spokesman, Jared Fogle, also a Democrat pervert wacko, Jared Fogel went to jail for child pornography possession in 2015. Hired Rapino as a pitch woman early last year. They're really terrible at picking representatives. One. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Sorry to interrupt there, but I mean, you got first they go with Jared, and look where that gets them. Then they go with Megan, and look where that gets them. When are they just going to go with a normal person? You know, Jared got on there because he lost waiting Subway. Yeah. Like, so I think like I think that was like. He wasn't like a celebrity or anything before. He was just Jared yeah. the Subway guy. Yeah, I know. So, well, I was just recounting because I, I was, oh. that, that is right. Though. Oh, are you thinking out yeah. loud? Yeah. yeah. One commercial. He looked uh, kind of like that news anchor. He did, in fact, absolutely. Bef- but then he lost weight. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And then he looked kind of like the thing beside the new. Where guy. is Jared Fogle? Is He's he in, in jail? Prison. He's yeah. in jail so that's not him. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, acceptable. See, that was acceptable. Good job. All right. Yeah, good job. Good job. One commercial featured the purple-haired anthem protester knocking food out of a man's hand with a soccer ball. I don't want to watch it. Do you? We can. I don't care. Hiring Rapino didn't help the company's fortunes. However, in 2021, 1,043 subway locations closed. The New York, I know where some of the closed ones are. New York Post reported Thursday the chain had already been losing stores in the two years before she became the chain's pitch woman. <laughs> At the height of the coronavirus pandemic in 2020, Subway lost 1,609 stores. In 2019, it lost 999, the Post reported. Flipped that upside down and it's 666. With that many closed, everybody knows where some of them are. <laughs> The soccer star was one of the, wait, hold on. Rapino's left-wing political activism, especially her kneeling in protest during the national anthem, made some franchise owners and customers very unhappy with the chain's decision to make her the face of the brand. The soccer star was one of the first to follow the example of then-NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who sat and then kneeled for the anthem to protest racial injustice in August of 2016. Quote, being a gay American... I know what it means to look at the flag and not have it protect all of your liberties. It was something small that I could do and something I that I plan to keep doing in the future and hopefully spark some meaningful conversation about it, Rapino told American Soccer Now in September of that year. It's important to have white people stand in support of people of color on this. We don't need to be the leading voice, of course, but standing in support of it is something that's really powerful, she added. Some franchise owners complained about Rapino and she and most of her teammates on the U.S. national, the U.S. women's national team protested in advance of the Tokyo Olympics, where they finished a disappointing third. "Quote: Spending money, spending our money to make a political statement is completely and totally out of bounds." One franchise, one Arizona franchisee said last July on a discussion forum hosted by North American Association of Subway Franchisees, according to the Post. Another location owner shared that customers had boycotted the store over, over Rapino. Yet another franchise owner wrote that Subway needed to stop running the national commercial featuring the divisive athlete. Quote, the ad should be pulled and done with. It gets tiring apologizing, the person said, according to the Post. If I had one... I would, overall, Subway has shrunk across the nation by 22% since 2016, the outlet reported. In comparison to other, with other fast food chains, this is drastic. It's partially because they have no flavor. Yeah. They, they're, ter- like, um, do y'all have Publix here? Mm. No? No. Publix, where, where I was from, had, like, the, the Boar's Head brand. They had really good subs there. Those yeah, are delicious. Yeah, the Boar's Head brand. Yeah, I've seen those trucks around, yeah. like, when I go on vacation. Those are delicious, dude. Uh, a Subway representative told the Post that the chain is making strategic enhancements, enhancements to to our vast footprint and making sure our restaurants there your footprint your footprint shrinking, dude, by twenty two percent. Making sure our restaurants are in the best format and locations, and that is already seeing our efforts pay off with profitability per restaurant increasing as our restaurants begin to operate at a higher level and with more efficiency. Yes, they're becoming more profitable because you're charging double. Yeah, and I'll tell you something else that don't have flavor is Firehouse Subs. I went to them. Went to the, never man. impressed. Never been impressed. Yeah, I know. Dude. Never been I impressed know. with them. Uh, who else has a good one? Jersey Mike's is best sandwich. I've... I like. Who would have thought that Megan Rapino would have tanked their business for them? <laughs> what a travesty. Yeah. And we'll finish off with this great news, which proves everybody says, oh, nothing's going to change. You can't do anything. You know what, dude? You can do what we're doing. Start your own podcast. Say something. D- dude. Stop being quiet. Say whatever's on your mind, dude. That's right. Uh, What's on your mind, Rorzo? 
Gateway punted again. Pansexual Florida middle school teacher fired for discussing her sexual orientation with her 11 and 12-year-old students. She looks like a real winner. A Cape Coral middle school teacher was fired for discussing her pansexual status with her 12-year-old students. Casey Scott was fired as an art teacher from Trafalgar Middle School just days before Governor DeSantis signed a bill protecting children against groomers. A discussion happened in the class, and because of that, now I'm fired, Casey Casey Scott told NBC2. Well, that's a good thing. In March, Casey Scott told her middle school students that she was a, quote, pansexual, which means she's attracted to all genders. Why? The children in her art class then designed flags to represent their sexuality. Casey Scott was told to take the flags down from the classroom door, and she was subsequently terminated. You know what I have to say about her job? Boom, Russian. There, oh, there she is. Is that her? That's Kate Coral Teacher. She looks completely different. You want to see the video? She looks... Uh, it's up to y'all. Yeah, let's hit it. She looks homeless. How do you feel right now? Really ashamed, I guess. Disappointed. Because I feel like it's all my fault. And I was just being myself. That Cape Coral middle school teacher claims she was fired because she spoke with her students about sexuality. I'm Peter Bush. And I'm Kelly Byrne. She says her art students then drew flag pictures expressing their own sexuality. But school leaders forced her to crumple up those drawings and throw them out. She took this picture, and just after that, she was fired. NBC2's Dave Elias spoke with the former teacher today and the Lee County School District. Casey Scott is a first-year art teacher. She sat down with me today exclusively to say she believes that she was fired after some students here at Trafalgar Middle School began drawing LGBTQ flags. A discussion happened in class, and because of that, now I'm fired. That discussion, according to Trafalgar Middle School teacher Casey Scott, centered on student sexuality. A lot of the kids came out to me like, oh, well, I'm non-binary, and a couple kids said, oh, well, I'm bi. One kid said they're gay. She claims students wondered about her. I'm pansexual, so, um, like, I like anyone despite female, male. And married to a man. She says some students asked to create art expressing their sexuality. This one's a trans flag. She hung the pictures on her classroom door. They said that it would be in the best interest if I just got rid of them now. She snapped these pictures showing how she got rid of them. I went over to the recycling bin. I grabbed all of their flags and all the kids were staring at me and I crumbled their flags in front of them. She was sent home and then... I got a call from administration saying that, well, at this time, we are releasing you from your contract. She showed us social media posts from students upset over her firing. However, the Lee County School District showed us complaints from parents and students explaining that they could create flags expressing who they are. Union President Kevin Daly says they can legally fire her. During that probationary period, um, they can let you go without cause. She doesn't belong to the union. Daly believes the firing could be a wake-up call for teachers. There is kind of a heightened sense of, you know, where is the boundary and what, what are employees' 
supposed to do, allowed to do, what to do when, the, when a topic comes up in discussion. Her firing came days before the governor signed a law that limits LGBTQ talk in age-appropriate settings. My concern can, can is for that? the mental health that, Again, that's, that's the... not accurate. They're miscategorizing that as the quote-unquote, like the don't say gay. It, it doesn't ban just LGBTQ. It, it bans all sex talk. No, let's, no, no sex. Let's not talk about sex, dude. No gender garbage, none of this. And so when you, when you see this bimbo talking, like she's obviously very young, idealistic, and, and completely moronic. And like, dude, you don't have any, you don't have the worthwhile to be teaching anybody about anything. But obviously you have this, like so many people we've seen, you have this sick fixation on sex and you're around kids. And like we've proven time, and like you're saying, man, I love everybody. Hmm. Well, if what they identify is and what their biological sex is is meaningless to you, well, why the wouldn't self-muted myself again? Would you not care about their age? Period. Enough said. You want to continue? Yeah. Transgender, non-binary students. LGBTQ advocate Crystal Siscon believes the district made a mistake. I would like to see a statement from the school board recognizing that they need to have a mental health counselor come in and speak with the children who are directly impacted by their actions toward this teacher. The district telling me, quote, she was terminated for not following state-mandated curriculum. Dave Elias, NBC2. Pretty simple stuff, but you want to um, see mental health... Mm. It's too much with the crazy. And last in the winning segment, again on Gateway Pundit, textbook companies cave to DeSantis, remove critical race theory and other woke content from their materials. That is a good, nice, big win. <clears throat> textbook, te bah, textbook, textbook publishers, uh, dude, it's late. I've been at this for a minute. I've read all this content, except I do appreciate you reading the one Twitter. Textbook publishers are caving to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and removing critical race theory and other woke lessons from their materials to meet the state's standards. In April, the Florida Department of Education rejected 54 math textbooks for next year's school year due to attempts to indoctrinate, indoctrinate students. <clears throat> the move sparked outrage from the left, who pretended as though these were just standard texts, but the Florida DOE has now released four examples of reasons for the bans, including a critical race theory-inspired racial bias graph. Following the rejection, several of the companies worked to remove the offending content. According to the Florida DOE, 19 books have been edited to meet their standards and have been added to the list of appro approved materials. Publishers are aligning their instructional materials to state standards and removing woke content, allowing the Department of Education to add 19 more books to the state adoption list over the past 17 days, the Florida Department of Education announced. According to a press release from the de department in April, quote, reasons for rejecting textbooks, including references to critical race theory, inclusions of Common Core, and the unsolicited addition of social-emotional learning and mathematics. The highest number of books rejected were for grades level K through 5, where an alarming 71% were not appropriate aligned with Florida standards or included prohibited topics and unsolicited strategies, the press release continued. Despite rejecting 41% of material submitted, every core mathematics course and grade is covered with at least one textbook. It is unfortunate that several publishers, especially at the elementary School grade levels have ignored this clear communication have attempted to slip rebranded instructional materials based on Common Core standards into Florida's classrooms, while others have included prohibited and divisive concepts such as the tenets of CRT or other unsolicited strategies of indoctrination. Despite FDOE's prior notification, the statement added, Commissioner of Education Richard 
Corcoran said that this team plans to make sure Florida has the highest quality instructional materials available. Florida's leading the way, dude, and so is Ron DeSantis. One yeah. thing I got to say, the people that want him to run for president, now I would like that eventually happen too. And hey, man, if, if Trump doesn't decide to run, which I think he will, it would be great to see this dude do it. But make no mistake that they will trash this. They will eviscerate yeah. this dude just as bad, if not worse, than they did Trump. Because I have to admit that this dude is more... Eloquent. Well, I mean, this dude was a, uh, he was an attorney, and Donald Trump was not. Hunter Biden was an attorney. <laughs> and he still is, isn't he? And Hunter Biden's dad's not. <laughs> so, the, um, well, no, I mean, he was, he was a lawyer. I think he's more articulate for sure. Um, I think that he's probably has more of a, a forecasted outlook, like a long-term outlook. I think he's, he's thinking way ahead. And I don't, I mean, he's, he's, he's thorough, dude. He's, that guy's a beast, man. He, he, and he'll make a damn fine president soon enough. And that is it for this evening. Thank you very, very much for listening. Please, uh, you know, the only thing I would ask is uh, like, uh, share, subscribe, please leave us a review. And we need to come up with a plan for uh, some of Dan Schultz books too. Yeah. So we'll have a giveaway hopefully by next week. I, I forgot about that. I've been immersed in other things show related thanks uh have a good week and we'll talk to you next week that's too true for radio no you can't sing about it they'll show you the door cause nashville ain't got any balls anymore they cast you aside hope you'll tuck tail and leave but you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show, but that's too true for 